Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's a horns up talking Texas podcast. Fisher Tasopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. We got the Quan Cosby. He has made it safe and sound. People were concerned, but he is back from NOLA. He looks good. He sounds like he feels good, um, but a little bit of a somber uh, coming back home. Q, we've given our initial thoughts in the game. Um, how do you feel about what you saw down there? How do you feel about what you, maybe you saw from our fans and their involvement um, and how they showed out? Because I know that's something that we've been discussing since our, our tenure doing the show. Uh, and how do you feel about the future of the program based off what you saw on Monday? Man, it was, I ended up getting there Saturday. And as we expected, it was a big time Texas takeover. Uh, kudos to Washington. I bet they had a good 15, 50, a little bit more. Um, on their side, and there was some certainly that, that the numbers didn't matter because that purple was loud. And I will say this before I move forward: there's a couple of young ladies on Washington that have some tech-ish fan bases about them. They yeah. were talking so much smack, recording Texas fans, you know, all the above. It, it was wild. But going back to the horns, man, bourbon didn't didn't disappoint. Louisiana <laughs> food was freaking amazing, um, and. Uh, and it's going to take me a few days to get over, one, how much I drank and ate, and then two. Let's go. Of course, that game, dude, it was, you know, it was one of those things. My old man called me yesterday when he was traveling back, and he's like, listen, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he goes, if you don't love the Longhorns, you'd be saying, like you, like I did at the Michigan-Bama game, that was one of the best games, and it was so fun, and it was great. And that's what it was. I mean, we, we I would say – at best, I think we played our C plus game, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way towards a, a lot of things because I think we got close to this. So the fumbles hurt us and all the above. And I go back to Oklahoma. I think we played a D game with Oklahoma, and yet we still had an opportunity to win. Uh, I think we played a C plus game in the freaking college playoffs and had four shots on the twelve yard line to win. And so. Um, we have a dang good roster. We're going to lose a, a few of these guys. Um, and last but not least, uh, knowing you know how y'all know how I feel about Jay Witt, I think the team took on that culture. There's no freaking quitting these guys because yeah. it was one point I was like, all righty, um, should I be traffic? <laughs> but um, oh no! But certainly, clearly, I would never do that. And we sat there, and it was it, it got pretty freaking exciting. So what what, what a year though. Uh, we're still Big 12 champs, won the yeah. year, took it down to the last place. So it did not disappoint. Yeah, we talked about yesterday, too, that it seems like these guys are all supportive of each other no matter what the decision is, whether they go to the draft or whether they're deciding to stay. You know, when Xavier declared, when Byron Murphy declared today, you know, uh, uh, the news of Brooks declaring, Jay Witt, like all these guys have been commenting on each other's Twitter accounts and just showing their support. So, yeah, it definitely feels, you know, like a different culture here of, of uh, 
you know, brotherhood that is deep rooted and hopefully that passes on to the, to the young generation of guys that are coming in and, you know, the, the guys who are going to be upperclassmen next season that decide to stay, you know, continue that because I really feel like that was a really big, you know, momentum in this team making it all the ways because they, they feel so close to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say T? Well, I was just going to ask Quan, obviously you mentioned Jay Witt, but I would, I would love to hear a little bit more, about you know what you see for this guy and his future and mm-hmm. and just I, I know y'all were y'all were very close and you would often talk to him and I think a lot of that had to do we we pointed it out time and time again Josh Nick and I to each other but and, and a few times on the show that I think <laughs> talking behind the back <laughs> there's a bit of a parallel between you guys and how y'all play the game and you know your your hard hat lunch pail type of guys and you make the plays for your team to win. <laughs> And those are the type of football players that I love watching. Um, so I'm definitely going to miss watching Jay Witt, you know, on, on the 40 acres, Don in the, the burnt orange. But, you know, if there's anything, any sort of story that you could share with us, I mean, that would be really, really cool, I think, for us to hear and also for the Horns fans out there. Man, it's a couple of things. One, you're right, man. He played the game right. He led. You know, for me, I, and y'all know we've been talking about it forever on here. Is I think they had some great players that were mission leadership. And I think Jay Witt was one of those. T. Sweat was one of those. Jay Brooks, so many guys. Quinn even. And uh, some of the young guys coming up. But yeah, I think he's going to have a hell, of, have a career. I mean, he, he made some money on the national spotlight. He had a really good day in that game. Um, yep. and, and, it was, and it was no better timing. But then, and he had a really big role in getting back into that game, even to the point of showing his versatility and going back and punt returning. And, you know, that penalty, he caught the ball, and um, and that was Jay Witt back there. So next level, uh, knowing his speed and his ability, he's so freaking sure-handed. He's a – he's a so, I forgot, I can't think of old boy for the Rams um, who came in. Now, Jay Witt's going to run well. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that cat didn't run a 4-3, but he's a phenomenal receiver. And, 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 and Jay Witt's going to actually run really well, but mm-hmm. has, be equally sure-handed. Do all the stuff you, you want him to do. He'll go on special teams. He'll do it all. So that's why, you know, Jay Witt. And then last but not least, bigger than that, um, one of the things I do uh, with Angela and Sergio Garcia is we're anti-bullying foundation. And so I go talk to schools where a kid walked to me balling, saying he's been bullied. Mm-hmm. And I don't do this often, but I, I hit up Jay Witt. I was like, hey, man, um, I met this kid. He's a big Longhorn fan, and you're his favorite player. And, uh, dude, if I showed you all the video he sent this kid, You'd be you'd be holding them back, or they'd be flowing. So, uh, gave him a signed picture. Told him he's awesome. Wished he'd come to a game, and and that's the thing that I don't tell publicly, but that's why that dude can can do no wrong in in my book. Now, let's be real. There's a lot of the guys on there talking to T Sweat in the locker room one time, and him just reminiscing on, "Hey man, what was it like during y'all's days?" You know, and just so many of the guys on this team that. It feels like they get it, you know, for so mm-hmm. long. It, the culture was a little bit different, but it feels like they get it. So uh, long, long way of saying I think Jay was going to have a hell of a future. But all of them, man, it's so cool to be back in this scenario where T. Sweat's championship probably going first. Um, it, um, you got, you know, Jay Brooks is very highly rated. Um, I'm praying that injury, it, it was, he comes back great and, and he gets – drafted pretty high and just be told although i thought it was weird you only have so many years in a running back's life exactly and so if you have a chance it makes a, a even more sense 
And I, by the way, I thought of that real time because I didn't know if it was the best decision. But I, actually, it is because, and even after an injury, um, you got to go try to play at the next level if that's your mm-hmm. dream. And so, you know, Worthy's going. Worthy's a great receiver for us. Great dude. Did his thing. We're thankful for him. Stayed when everybody and their mom was coming after him. Um, mm. It's just it's, – and then we got the ones, Collins coming back. I thought that was a great decision. And then we yeah. got some ones out there who are still deciding. And the longer they wait, the more hope we're going to get, right? It's like that little <laughs> meter that's going to go up here. So, the yeah, I, I think a, yeah a, a lot of things are in place, man. Um, but, yeah, to, to your point, I think Jay Wood's going to have – well, barring injuries, you know, certainly uh, – Pension, the dude can play as long as he wants because mm. he, he's a dang good football player. Yeah, I like that comparison that you made with Puka Nakua and, and him. You know, those are guys that were, you know, he's a day three draft pick and, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. But, you know, the obviously like his universe knew who he was and he they know how sure-handed he is and kind of the gamer he is. And so I see that as well in Jay Witt. That'd be really cool if he can find that success in the NFL. Collins he wants the T sweat love. He he wants yeah. to be the guy next year and, and, you know, get that out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I think it's completely possible too. And then for Jay Brooks, I mean, I think this draft class is kind of weak at the running back position. So he probably looks at his stock this year and you're right. I mean, the longevity of a running backs careers is not that long and he looks at his stock and he's still rated the number one back in PFF and Mel Kuyper has him as his number one running back in this draft class. And, by all accounts, like he's going to be ready to go by training camp because it was a clean ACL tear. So if yeah. it was a, you know, if it was a lot messier than that. Maybe, you know, he, he questions whether or not he should stay, but yeah, I think he made the right decision. And I'm really, I'm pleased with where our running back room is. I mean, with where yeah, blue man. and Baxter are leaving us off. I think we're in a good spot. I agree. And a couple more guys coming. So, and, and really what choice has done uh, kudos to coach too. I saw him talking to blue after the fumble. And it was a massive play in the game, but yeah. him being the leader that he is, just encouraging him. Blue's going to come back and and not a dude. He could be dangerous, man. And, and yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming in the new year. And and that's the the cool piece of it. Um, I imagine not that it's always mattering, especially now in the twelve play playoff format that's coming. But we we got some dogs, man. We got Georgia coming to town. We're going to Michigan who's losing a lot of people, but uh, possibly even hardball. But we have a really tough schedule, one of the tougher schedules in the country. But we have a lot of guys coming back. That's the wow. Four out of five linemen, quarterbacks probably, um, certainly a receiver too, and then replenishing the the back end. So um, like everybody in the country, people leave. But but uh, we're building depth in a good way, so I like our chances to, to be back in the mix or at least in the conversation of the playoff next season. Josh said it yesterday, and and I completely agree. You look at Alabama, and there's already guys entering their name in the transfer portal. Like they're starting center. You know, they've got other guys that are other that are entering as well. As of right now, there's no Longhorns that have entered the portal besides the guys that we've already seen. You know, before the yeah. bowl game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really reassuring sign. The well, key, and I think that's to... the key too. There hasn't been a starter in the, the portal. Yeah. Um, when you talk about Bama starting guys, when you talk about Houston, we just got one of their receivers. Oh, Ohio State, I don't know what's going on there. They have like three or four, no, like three, three stars, yeah. like Fleming, seven, four State. stars. And so it's uh, going back to what they're building, what Austin brings to the table, what UT brings to the table. I think uh, I like where we are. And, and, and again, 
we're all sad. I'm, I, it always takes me a few days, especially when when it's a game <laughs> like that. Yeah. But it, I don't care. It was one hell of a season. It's the progress we wanted. It's yes. when we started this podcast in September. Well, we've been starting for years, but when we talk football season, I looked at all of y'all and said, "Listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but for this to be an A plus season, we're Big Twelve champions, and damn it, we're Big Twelve champions." And we gave it a run for its money in the playoff with, again, not our A game. And so uh, the upside is pretty good. Yeah. And, you, you know, when we started this podcast in September, I looked at all y'all and said, we're going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, for once, we, you were right. You, you, I know. You I know. Right cool, hey, look, you drink the Kool-Aid long enough, man. You're, you're, <laughs> you eventually get to the bottom of, bottom of the, uh, the well. But I, when we started this podcast, like the actual start of this podcast, Look at that first season. Look what the season after. Look at the season we have now going to SEC play. It was ama- I was in a group text today. It was an amazing to be like, Brooks could be the fourth guy off the board which is, as a Longhorn, which is crazy that we're going to have four plus five guys, like Baron, four to – let's say, like, you know, maybe worst case scenario that Mitchell goes, JT goes. I don't think Quinn's going to go, but let's say those guys end up going. We could have Worthy, JT, Sweat, Murphy, Mitchell, Brooks, Ford, Baron. That's eight dudes that can be drafted. Bert, 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 like guys that could all be drafted. That's crazy. Like that's back yeah. to the way the program was and like, and Jay Witt. Yes. And not, and not like steals. Like these are guys that we know and then are going to get drafted and not like fifth or sixth round picks that turn up because we didn't know how to use them or develop them. And I think yeah. that on the Brooks thing, I got roasted in another group text about this, but I genuinely feel this way about Jonathan Brooks. I think he gave the program not look, he could have accomplished more as a Longhorn. Could he have come back and like built off last season and maybe been in like Heisman contention or like Walker Award contention or like gotten a bowl like and been played in certain games? Sure, but to me, he gave the program enough and he did a lot for us. And he came and he showed up. He filled Bijan's shoes. He was a massive part as to why we got to where we were. He was the best player in all ten games he played. In my opinion, was the best. And I think a lot of our opinions, in right. Col- Colt McCoy's opinion, best offensive player we had out there. And to me, he was such a massive part and it's your, your life. And even if you win it all, it's never going to be perfect. Like VY when he, you know, he's the quintessential Longhorn. He won the national championship, but by God, I'm sure he, there was some part of him that wishes he won the Heisman too. You know, like it's never going to be perfect. You could always do more, but in my eyes, he had done enough. And you know, like Nick saying, it's a clean ACL tear and he, he should be fine by training camp. And he has every right to go try to be the best he can be at the next level. He gave this university as much as, you know, we, we could ask for. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. It gets tricky, though. I mean, you're right. I agree with every word you said. But if you're not at the combine, if you're not, you know, doing the drills, if you're not working out for teams um, and the running back position that is changing every single day, um, I guess at the end of the day, Truth of the matter, if you're, if you're not in the first and second round and depending on the position, even in the third round, you're playing for the second contract. So hopefully he gets to the situation, get a four-year deal and balls out. And then, you know, you're in the year three, he gets that new one. So again, that, I think that's why I feel like the number, the years are, are, are shrinking from a running back standpoint. Um, and most teams, you have to have it by committee. So um I, I, I clearly believe he's going to get drafted. Um, if someone's going to take that risk early with without him working out, 
you don't see that with running backs very often. Mm. You see it with quarterbacks, but um, no doubt if they don't and he get drafted later, he's still going to be a hell of a pro and somebody's going to get one heck of a steal. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that that team up north wasn't it who were willing to take because they, they came to a couple of games. Uh, Jerry even actually attended one game in person and, and went to the game in, uh, in Arlington. And so, 100%. Um, it, That'd be a good one. I think, uh, and, and by the way, that'd be a better one for him. You know, essentially, that's the other piece of it. He's a smart enough kid that can say, you know what, with this injury, may not get drafted where I want, but if I get drafted by one of the good teams, that's a better situation for me anyway. Right. So it's a lot of factors. So I'm just right. yeah. happy. Like you said, I'm happy for what he did for UT, and uh, he's always going to be a great long run. What do you think uh, JT should do, Taven Sanders? Man, you know, he's another one that hasn't – he just hasn't had a, you know, um, full season of, of, of healthy playing. He, he's missed some games. He, he limped out of that one, did come back strong. Um, wish they would have thrown it to him when he came back. <laughs> but, um, man, and he's just – he's so young, though. You know, he's, he's played this position for two two years now. Um, and I think it's a different conversation than Brooks at the running back. He's I think he's rated the second tight end coming out behind old boy at Georgia. But if, if old boy at Georgia is going to get picked maybe 15 to 25, he's certainly going to go in the first round. I'm not sure there's a Gronk level dude. And hell, I don't even know if Gronk was a top 15 pick. Second so, round pick. He's second round pick. So that's not game changing money. Whereas in you're in the NIL era, that if you're in the you know late second or third, you're gonna make signing bonus three to five hundred. And let's be real, Texas one fund, I think they can fork that out and give you another year to then ball out, stay healthy, and be the first overall pick next, the first tight end taken next year. So that's, I think he needs to do what's best for his family, but the old school guy, and I ain't gonna lie, biased as hell, it would be nice if he came back, but I truly do think he's in a different boat than, than Brooks is because tight ends do play for a long time, and I want him to be ready and not get discouraged and, and be put in a bad situation where he can't have a long career. Yeah, he's still growing too, and I think on Brooks, like the running back thing, it's almost a disservice. We've we've joked about in our on the charity stripe, our other show, like when running backs are taken in the first round, it's almost a disservice to them because they don't get to play for that second contract because they're locked in for five years, and then exactly. they get franchise tagged, and like it's it sucks if you're it, it's for if you're a running back, it's all about where you're who takes you, not where you're taken. Like Kyron Williams is what a fifth, sixth round pick, but he's been taken by McVay. He's in the Ram system and he's kicking ass. Yep. If Brooks goes, oh. Thank you. We got Weston Wine, Wine, Wine Gan in there. We had some we had some Husky love. You know what? We had some Husky love on our other uh, other show we did, and the Husky fans hey, were listen, appreciative. They played a they, hell of a game. Listen, Penix. I was laughing talking to one of my boys, and I was like, and they were like, he was just dropping it in there. I was like, no, man, he was throwing it, aka handing the ball to him. It was that good. The his passes were so perfect, epic. Whether it was a 40-yard pass or a 12-yard pass, it looked as if he was handing the ball to the receiver per where it went. Our DBs and people were hard on them. They didn't do terrible. They played some really good receivers, and even if they were in the perfect position where they're putting their hands 
on one arm. He put it on their chest where they, I mean, it was, it was cool to see. Um, there was a time where I wasn't sure where he was going to get drafted because I hadn't watched enough of him. And he had a, you know, it was almost like the Vince has a funky release, which Penix has a little bit shorter too, but listen, and this is not because of my USC or OU bias. <laughs> per the way he handles himself, and we'll see what happens next game and if he wins it all, but he never seemed rattled. You're right. Sweat, Murphy, they got pressure on him. We blitzed, but his pocket presence, and then he's going to show us a, a little running ability. Yeah. That'd be one of my top few quarterbacks taken because that dude was throwing dimes. Yeah, he's, he made himself a lot of money in that game, honestly. His, his draft stock rose so much. I mean, when the bright lights, biggest stage of them all, maybe played one of his best games of his career. Maybe the best maybe, game of his career. Maybe the best game of his career. Like yeah, other than the one the time best. he played, other than the one time he beat Michigan at Indiana, like, but he showed everything. Look, he's 23, 24. Like he's ready to go. Like if you're a team like that's the, the other piece of it. That's, that's a big point. It's a big Most piece. Time, he's ready to rock. Early, or maybe they're 21. No, this dude's making listen, and this is the other piece of it. He was making NFL throws mm-hmm. and hitting the NFL windows. That ball in the middle where he threw it between our defenders, crazy. You can easily say, "Oh, well, they were late and they were hesitant." No, 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 no. That ball was that again. That ball hit his receiver in the numbers at yeah. about thirty yards, and it was. And honestly, not to be critical of Quinn, his was a little here. Penix's was here. Oh yeah, he got sure. where it needed to get, and whether he was, you know running out of the pocket or in it. So, um, yeah, man, kudos to Washington. Much love not, to y'all. Not not to mention, I think, you know, Tom Brady has been talking a lot since his retirement about a variety of different things. But one thing that he highlights often is is how QBs miss, too. And I thought that the way that Penix missed, he rarely did in that game, were in positions where it wasn't an opportunity for Texas to take it the opposite direction, which – you know, we, we've seen Quinn, young age of 20, have throws like that, and certainly Malik in the two games that he started, where when they missed, it gave opportunities to the opposing defense. Uh, and, and Weston also mentioned they had great, great receivers. Uh, you know, what's been circulating a lot in the last two days is the late hands, right, from these professional receivers mm-hmm. that Washington had on the outside, all three of which are going to be in at least top two rounds maybe mcmillan or polk fall to the third round but you're getting a steal if you get one of those guys there and adunze might be a top 10 pick i mean he's that fantastic um so it's it's it was a combination of watch like we watched four pros on the not not to mention how many guys were on the offensive line not to mention their super senior tight end who had the best day of of his college career clutch clutch catches from him so i was i mean you just can't say enough good things about the washington offense and that's why this next game is going to be going to be really fun. It's going to be interesting. It yeah. really is, and I want to parlay that into Mitchell's decision. And I think Mitchell's great. I think if he come back, I think he's a he's he's a big, huge, huge um, addition to this team. This receivers class is thick. Um, Worthy declared early, and I, and I think Worthy Worthy's awesome. I think he he played great. I think head to head. Those two receivers outplayed our our crew outside of Jay Witt. And that's not a knock. That's me and Ship. When we played all the time, we'd go, 
hey, we're going to outplay the receivers. It's a healthy competition. If we outplay their receivers, that gives us one win. Our running back outplay them, they give us another win, you know, position-wise. And those three dudes going to the league, it's going to be – now Worthy's going to be flying, and he's going to run well and do a lot of things, i.e. he's probably going to Vegas. <laughs> but, yes. um, but they like speed. But, no, man, and, and Mitchell, from a standpoint of being that that, that dude um, – and and coming back if that's what he decides to do and getting taken out taken care of taking care of his daughter like he talked about with mm. nil um that, there's something at least from my standpoint i'd be taking in consideration not that you're doubting yourself it's just a big pull you know do yeah, you want to yeah. be that dude and have less to deal with uh, or you want you know to get in this pool where there's you know forty thousand and 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 uh, not forty thousand there's freaking thirty receivers going this year and and everybody can't be taken. And certainly in the top three rounds, that'll make it worth it. Exactly. But there are guys like there, we were talking about it the other day. Like there are three guys, that, the quote unquote three guys, the kid from Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors from LSU, Roman Dunze at Washington. And those are three guys right there that were like, all right, those guys are going to be top 10, top 12 picks. But then you have South Carolina kid, North Carolina kid, Oregon kid, our two guys potentially from Texas. You have, you know, guys from the, the kid from FSU. You have the two kids from Washington. And there's other dudes that I'm not even I'm not even mentioning that like you know right. that will be taken like and you don't even know how people evaluate people will test so it's almost the opposite of what Brooks is going through where it's a weak run back class he's like you know what it's a clean I'll be fine by training camp and I'll be good and I know my tape is epic I know where yeah. I stood before I got hurt where Mitchell like Mitchell wasn't being talked about necessarily as a first round pick until people really saw him ball out this year and be yeah. epic and, and and every which way he can. So I mean, yeah, Mitchell, he only had nine catches last season. Like this is the year. This is the yeah. yeah. This was his coming out party. So if you're Mitchell, like we're saying, yeah, you go, you go. All right, you know what? I'll come back and I'll be even better with Quinn Ewers. I'll still make money because of the NIL. We're going back to the SEC where people deem the competition even harder, and I'll hopefully build on my success. And maybe I won't be this. I won't be in the range of like fifth to tenth or twelfth receiver taken. I'll be in that top four next year because the yeah. class is different. I, yeah. I firm I firmly believe that with his size, his speed, his hands, his ability to read defenses and find the open spot on the field, especially when the defense is running zone, he wins 50-50 balls. Like he does. he does it all as a receiver. And I I don't see why. Josh, just even going further with that point, I don't see why he can't be a top 10 pick next year. I firmly believe that. Like, this is not to mention he's he's caught a touchdown in every single playoff <laughs> game he's played in, which is five. <laughs> what a he's pin. just got the clutch factor <laughs> off out the wazoo. Yeah. Like, you don't coach that. Like, he just – he demanded the ball in that game, and he caught the TD pass even though he jumped, like, five seconds too early, which was ridiculous. <laughs> Do you remember, Tossi, me and Quan, just so you know, I used to have, like, a thing with Toss and Nick when, like, we first moved out to L.A., I always used to be like, if I saw like a really short person, not like I'm like if like one of our friends is like five one, five two, like a girl, I could be like, I could jump over that person, and that eighty Mitchell could have, which he couldn't over. obviously is the which I obviously Josh, not to your leaping ability. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have done. I mean, like a couple, I don't know, a couple of hurricanes from New Orleans in me, anything's possible. But, <laughs> the uh, but eighty feel Mitchell, like you the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eighty Mitchell, legitimately on that touchdown grab. Like if I was just standing there straight up like pencil, like he would have gotten over. levitated. He levitated. I was like, I, I, and that the thing is, I watch every second, every down of this team, and I believe in him so wholeheartedly, and he still yeah. surprised me, which maybe goes to the point like he still has more left in the tank to to give and prove out here that could. Well, and I would tell you, and some people talk 
about the frustration or demanding the ball. Listen, it goes back to what I was talking about with even Worthy declaring. If these other guys are going off, I mean, they're touchdown, they're catching bombs. As a competitor in the same position, that alone is pissing you off. You're like, time out, dude. I can do that. Give me an opportunity. And so when, you know, I had some folks saying, I don't know, man, he kind of showed another side of them. Yeah, it's a phenomenal one. Call He's competitive. He knows he's good. He knows he's as good, if not better. And he was like, listen, give me that opportunity. They're executing over there. And so we've all been in that moment. I told you all the story about freaking um my last game where it wasn't necessarily about the other team, but Colt, you know, they sent zero blitz and Colt threw it to Brendan Collins. And I was pissed. And I was like, that hey, was his dude. favorite memory of you. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, hold on, dog. Um, no, 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 no. They saw zero bits. Throw that mofo on the side, or you and me aren't going to be friends anymore. I did not say it in those words. But ultimately, and then later on, you know, that's how we end the game. So, no, man, I, we, we for, for very selfish reasons, because I'll admit that I want him to come back. But, uh, and I will be his biggest cheerleader in to the one fund saying, take care of him. But, um, yeah, no, man, we, we can he, – he's he's that dude, and how nice is it to to have a year like this and be sad about how it turned out because that's who we are and we're fans. But know that if some things work itself out, beware, and we're going to be in the top probably three, um, uh, like the recruiting class this year and, and, and right back in the mix of some things. Yeah, so many guys back real quick, gents. While we have all, while we have everyone together, unfortunately, our horns are not playing on Monday. Would have been epic. Would have been honestly for better. We would cancel my plans to Houston. I did. I, I canceled. I was flying out tomorrow. It would have been epic to get a beer with you, Q, in person, uh, and, and and maybe maybe a couple. Um, but Michigan versus Washington. We were candid the other day, and we said maybe these are the best two teams this season. These are maybe the two most championship-ready teams, and that's no shake on us. This was Michigan's third time in a row, you know, going to the college football playoffs since the first time they made it. Washington went way back in 2016 and hadn't made it since, you know, and they have a veteran roster. Again, Michael Penix Jr. is an older, an upperclassman, and guys who have been in toss, you said it the other day, and they look like the more experienced team, and it's no shake on us. These just might be the two right teams for this season. And, again, we have a lot of young guys coming back. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it's The game is going to be great. I really think, I think it's going to be a great game. I think you hit the nail on the head there too, by the way, TCU made it last year. They were the oldest team in the country. Mm. What's interesting in this COVID, it's kind of like that last wave of COVID folks. Yeah. After this, it'll go back to some type of normalcy and you won't have six, seven year guys. Um, but yeah, Michigan has a very veteran team. Washington has a very veteran team and, and mm-hmm. guys and, and, and that, you know, pressure bus pipes, pressure make diamond. And the, the more, the older you are in these moments, um, Penix from the first throw to the last throw, that's, he was making a very nice diamond. Um, and and what I'm starting to see, very interesting in the collegiate world, which we've always known it, you know, occasionally you've seen some freshmen get into the natty and work itself out. But at least in the last few years, the trends are, who, who have the most experience. And mm-hmm. so that's what's going to be really cool about this game, um, considering all, um, you know, again, uh, I got a better question because mm. someone asked me this. And some people are like, well, I always want the team that beat me to win. Yeah, I don't know if I want that, I'll be honest with you. Uh, especially knowing that we're going to the big house next year. 
I wouldn't give a you-know-what if, if they won. And we went to, you know, Ann Arbor to play the defending national championships. That added flavor to our piece of it. So who, who are y'all picking in, in the natty? Yeah. Well, well uh, just before Nick, before you make your pick, I'll just say that, you know, at our at our partners at betonline.ag, the current <laughs> spread, go to go to betonline.ag, use the promo code believe B L E A V to get your your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The current line is plus four and a half uh Washington and the over under is fifty-six and a half points. So once again, the Washington Huskies, the dogs are not the dogs that we know. We, we normally associate that with the Georgia Bulldogs, but I know everyone yeah. on the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest knows the dogs as the Washington Huskies uh, are, are dogs once again from a betting standpoint. Uh, that like Okay, from a betting standpoint, if you're asking me like who do I think is going to win based off that line, like they are begging you to take Washington. They Vegas they wants – they just really want you to take Washington. They want you to take Washington in our game too though. Yeah, I know, and they did. And then money, but the money, I have to, I have to hear and see where like the big money comes in, not where the public necessarily comes in. Because I, right before a kick, my buddy turns to me and other via another buddy who works in gambling. He goes, "Yo, a lot of money is flying in for Washington right now," and that's generally not a good sign when some late big money is coming in for the other team. And I was like, "Uh oh!" Like that didn't. That was not the feeling I wanted to go. I didn't think we were going to lose because of that, but that was definitely not the thing I wanted to going in that game. But despite what Vegas wants me to do, and despite like like and I Nick, they wanted us to take Washington last time, maybe. I really think that this team has been underestimated way too many times. We underestimated them both times against Oregon. We underestimated them against us. Like we got to Penix Jr. 20 times. That was the most pressures they had this season. The most Other than Utah. Yeah. Exactly. But we didn't couldn't bring him down once. He played his absolute best game in the biggest moment. Why wouldn't he do that again? And look, our defense is great. And I know Michigan has the reputation of having an awesome defense and an awesome defensive program, but their defense is there. And our defense is great. On, our defense put, is really good, especially our interior guys. But exactly. We put there's the no Brian Rackpole on the edge. And I no. think Michigan has some guys on the edge that don't miss. They have guys on the edge that don't miss that are veteran. So that, and they, I think if you, you get them down a couple of games, because listen, the guy played a near perfect game, but there's some really close ones like ours. Um, during during the regular season in the Pac-12 against some teams that just a little just a little so-so. So um I with saying that, and he did play dang near perfect. I, I, I feel like the villain in Michigan, Harbaugh finally yeah. got over that deal. And, and I think ultimately for us too, what's wild about it is we didn't really get down by a crazy amount, but I we had 180 yards rushing, and I was actually surprised by it because I still don't know that we rushed the ball enough, and I know that's what Michigan will do. So if you rush the ball more, Penix mm-hmm. is sitting on his butt. I know. And yeah. so I think they're going to use that to their advantage. They have Their O-line is real. Our O-line is good, and they're going to be really, really, really good next year. Um, but their O-line is pissed that Washington's O-line got that award versus them because – they feel like they're the best unit in the country. And I think they're going to come out there with a little red ass and try to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great also- point. I started thinking about that too. And like right before you hopped in there, like the run game, like we ran it really well, but they, they run it really well too. And that's, that's really and not cool. to mention Washington lost a running back. So there's, there's yeah. some factors that are going to come in for sure. Yeah. I hope Johnson's able to play in that game. Um, 
I guess I guess we'll see, and it's maybe likely not that he's at, at this point. But it's interesting because watching that Alabama Michigan game, because Michigan was so bad in one particular phase of the game and special teams, um, that allowed Alabama to stay in the game. They also had great second half adjustments, mm-hmm. but offensively, what Milrow and what they were able to offer in competition with the, the Michigan defense didn't give me enough of a barometer to know what it's going to look like with Washington because Washington is in a completely different offensive class than Alabama was just like call spade a spade. It's not even close. Um, Yeah. And I, I just think that I'd rather be the, I'd rather pick the team that I know can come back if they're down because of their offense. And I know can boat race another team and that's Washington. And, And I'm not confident that if Michigan's down 17 points, if Washington gets two deep balls, and, and, you know, they convert when Michigan goes three and out on, on another field goal or something like that, that Michigan can march back into this game. They want to run the football. You know, J.J. McCarthy is going to make the right plays, but is he, going to, is he going to dice up the Washington secondary and get them back into a game? I'm not as, I'm not as sure about that as I am about Michael Penix being prepared. You haven't seen it. Exactly. So well, that's what, I, that's what makes me sure lean that, Washington. No, I feel you, but I don't, I'm not sure that they're going to be in that position. I think if you take away our self-inflicted wounds, we drove down there on the field every damn near every time too. The, the the weird piece that I saw and kudos to them, there became a point where they weren't rushing, they were hanging back and jumping up and batting balls down because Quinn is an intermediate guy. All year we've been talking about we don't throw it deep enough, you know we, we don't throw a lot of deep balls. Well, guess what? They planned for it. You're gonna throw right. these little crossing routes to Worthy so he can hit it, you know, catch a seven yarder and then take it eighty. No, you're not. Boom, we'll knock it down. Boom. So they, they're very, very well coached. Mm-hmm. But again, Michigan, if they're going to, they will run for 400 yards on you if you let them. And I don't know that Washington has the team that can stop that. Oregon yeah. ran on them. Every team in the Pac 12, they've been run on all year long. And that is Michigan's strength with a very good old line. And then you, you, you bring it back to the defensive side. Those receivers are going to eat. Penix is a baller. Yeah, but if you get to them, which they have, we have T. Sweat, the top D lineman in the country, interior D lineman in the country, and Murphy is a baller, probably top six. Our edge, those guys are young. The 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 promise of Hill and all those cats is huge, but they're still young. So that was actually a weakness for us. Whereas in Michigan, if they can do that, they have better linebackers. Pretty good DBs. I just think it's going to be an interesting matchup. The beauty is this. And an excellent D-line coach, too, who who, had five sacks in the first half against a mobile quarterback. Granted, he doesn't have the same pocket presence as a guy like Michael Penix. Like, not even close. But but he can scamper off, and we know how how dangerous he is with his legs. Talk about Milrow. Like, I I, I get what you're saying. I just, at the end of the day, I, I, I go... Penix, that's the guy I want. That's the guy that's winning. I'm like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? So after, after watching Penix last week, it's hard to pick against a dude. He exactly. But at the same time, if we if 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 we if we blitz him on his throwing side and make him have to scamper to his other side versus always blitzing on the opposite, where he's just running this way and throwing dimes, it's the little things about that that I saw that I was like, why are we let's blitz on his throwing hand side? Let him see that. You know, let, why are we trying – and that, that tackle who hadn't given up a sack, well, yeah, because nobody's blitzing on the damn side. They're, they're worried about him, 
but outnumber them and then make Penix have to throw. Most of our blitzes were set up, in my opinion, for right-handed court QBs. Hmm. Where Penix escaped it, ran out the left side, and threw a freaking dime where he needed to. And so I just, to your point about their D-line, and by the way, Bo Davis is a baller, but we're still developing on the edges at UT, in my opinion, versus a, a lot more experience, edge, and, and, and guys who can get it done from a Michigan standpoint. That matters that much. Oh, Go back sure. to your boy Tom Brady. The two Super Bowls Tom Brady lost were because of edge guys. That deal, yeah. the, the the Giants edge guys Straight did that. Hand, to Yura, they Paul. they matter that much. They really oh do. yeah. And we have Hill and Burke, and they're both really young dudes. And be, they're great and they're gonna be awesome, but they're still young and they're still figuring it out. And when you're going against a line that's that's good, it's gonna make it harder. So all that being said, to answer your question, because there's I'm a man of my own opinion. I'm going Michigan, damn it. I'm going the and the craziest thing is is I just was looking up some like betting stats like Michigan when they're favored by less than a touchdown is three and zero Washington when they're the underdog this season is three and zero must straight up and it's like it just everything is so like tough oh, down the middle you know what can we say something real quick before we that actually makes every point the playoff committee got it right oh yeah hundred percent even it, with us losing. Dude, have you ever had a better semifinal? No, those were two epic, both the, epic games. Both came to the very last, last play. And by the way, I know uh, they weren't in the right mindset, but Georgia kind of did a little something. something to <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, not to bring that back up, but uh, so it, it, I had to just throw that in because I can't stand the, com- the, the concept of the committee. I say it's not a playoff. I say it's a selection. That's why most of the time I don't even call it a you know, uh, the college playoff committee, but they got it right, man. They, they really did. And, and it was fun. And fans all over the country who aren't Longhorn fans, who aren't Bama fans or Michigan said that was the best day of January 1st that they've seen. And, and as much as they can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Amazing. And I'm, I'm objectively happy. At least we gave them, if we're going to lose, we're going down. We're, we are going down with the damn. That's shit. what I love about this team, man. They don't give up. Damn shit. They really don't. Well, on to recruiting because this thing never stops, gents. Uh, Basketball coming up. Baseball will cover a great season. We'll get some more Longhorns. We know y'all listening love the Cole interview. We had a lot of great feedback. A lot of people tuning in, subscribing from that one and and viewing on on the YouTube channel, which we're getting cooking. So, Quan, welcome back from NOLA. Good to see you. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, We went right right into football, but happy New Year. We're fired up. (laughs) Happy New Year to the fam. Nikki Snacks, Kreider, Alex Hoffman, the Rock DJ himself. I forgot the DJ notion of the Quan Cosby. I'm Josh Fisher. We'll see you guys next time. Get your horns up. We out you. We love you. Welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.